0: Good morning and welcome back to our school district podcast, School Buzz. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today we're going to be talking about suicide prevention. Violent deaths have been rising among young people aged 10 to 19 years old in the United States since 2007, driven largely by increases in suicides, according to the National Center for Health Statistics. Death rates from suicide for children aged 10 to 14 have jumped by a whopping 178% from 2000 to 2017, while teenagers aged 15 through 19 experienced a 76% increase over that period. Suicide is the second leading cause of children's death, the first one being unintentional accidents, and so it's a topic that we really need to talk about with kids, and it's important that we we take it seriously. So today I have two of our counselors from our school district, George Garcia and Melissa Zangerly. Um, They'll give us a brief bio and then we'll start off. So go ahead guys.
1: Um, Yeah, I can start. This is my fourth year as a school counselor. Um, I'm Melissa Zangerly. I am a school counselor at Amargosa Creek Middle School, and I've been with the district for four years.
2: So hi, everybody. Um, I'm George Garcia. I'm the other school counselor, and I'm also at Amargosa Creek. Uh, This is my first year as a school counselor, um, but I've been part of the district for about four years, but um, I'm very excited to be here
0: and we're thrilled to have you. I've, I've talked to other counselors about this, but when I was a teacher a long time ago, um, we never had counselors on campus. We never had a focus on mental health. We never had that, that ability. And so I'm just thrilled that our school district has seen that as an important thing to add for our kids, even at the elementary school level, and that we have a counselor in every single campus, at least one, to, to help out. So I'm glad you guys, a great addition to our school district and um, important to what, what we need to do for kids.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So suicide is a scary subject to discuss with children. How do counselors start that discussion?
1: Yeah, so definitely it is a very scary subject to discuss with kids. Um, The best thing to do is just ask the question, have you ever thought about suicide? Um, There is unfortunately a huge stigma around mental health. Um, And when you beat around the bush or don't ask things directly, you actually are contributing to that stigma. As it communicates to the child that that topic is taboo and therefore they may feel like you are not a safe person to go to or talk about things like that if they are ever feeling that way. Um, If a child is feeling suicidal it is also very scary for them and they do not want to feel judged in that situation so it's very important that you evaluate your attitudes regarding mental health in order to prepare yourself to have an open non-judgmental conversation um, and be supportive with your child about the topic. It's also important to treat mental health as you would any other illness. You know, it's not something that they cause to happen. A lot of times it's just a chemical imbalance in their brain and they're dealing with it and struggling with it. Um, In our conversations in the past with students who have been feeling suicidal, a lot of them are terrified when we tell them that we have to call your parents and let them know what's going on. Um, and they're scared that they're gonna get in trouble or judged by their parents because they're feeling that way. Um, It's really important, I always let students know that if a parent's reactions initially seem angry, it's because that they are scared and they had no idea that their child felt that way. And a lot of times that comes from fear. So that fear could be because they care deeply about their child and they really want their child to be safe, so their reactions are coming off as they're scared for their child's safety. Um, So, all parents want their child to be safe, happy, healthy, and we as counselors can provide resources to help get them there if they are feeling suicidal.
0: Um, I would think that some parents would think that bringing up the topic of suicide would make kids think about then trying suicide. Is that the case? Is there any evidence for that?
1: No, it actually helps start that conversation. Um, A lot of parents feel like if I bring that topic up, you know, it's going to put it in their head. But it actually, you know, there is such a stigma, like I was saying, around mental health. So if you actually bring that topic up, it lets them know, like, hey, if I ever am feeling this way or if they are feeling that way, they can have a conversation about it. And it's not so scary um, because a lot of students, unfortunately, do feel that way. So it's important that you can communicate openly with them. I
0: like that you said that you think of a mental illness as the same way as, any other kind of impairment. Like if your child had a broken leg, you of course would take them to the doctor and get them help for that. Mm-hmm. If, if you saw your child struggling with anxiety or something else, that would be a normal thing to go to the doctors and, and say, my child is struggling with this and to get some help and just not ignore it, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's very important that if your child does confide in you that you reach out for help and support, um, just like you would with any other illness so
0: what age is it appropriate to discuss suicide prevention
2: and why so like melissa mentioned is definitely a conversation um you want to make comfortable with your students um you know the age is appropriate in elementary you know counselors focus on your know, teaching students coping strategies and how to seek help from an adult when experiencing big feelings um it is also required you know for k-12 students to learn about suicide prevention this year um but it's presented and talked about in different ways depending on the education level. Um, as long as it's you know as as it's um, age appropriate, um, we want to normalize. You know that students can talk about it, and and uh, by talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you're putting ideas um, in the person's head when you're talking about it. Uh, but it, the opposite is actually true. You know if a person is depressed or unhappy, um, talking about their feelings openly and then. you allowing them to express these feelings um, is one of the most helpful things you can do, you know, especially as a parent. Um, Even if they have suicidal thoughts, um, giving them permission to express those thoughts um, can definitely relieve some anxiety, provide an avenue to recognize other ways to escape their pain and sadness. Um, In some cases, you know, it also allows the student to want to receive the help they need, whether it's therapy, uh, meeting with a counselor talking about his feelings. Um, So it's very important. Um, It does start at a young age. Um and like i mentioned you know starting this year um it's, it's a requirement in, in all k-12 through 12 schools
0: have you had a student ever like in the younger grades like kindergarten first grade second grade ever contemplating suicide or self-harm
2: personally i haven't um we're, we're both middle school counselors uh, but like you know like i've mentioned it's definitely age appropriate there's certain ways you want to work certain conversations with those students and you know definitely want to take that into consideration you know our um, our main role as counselors is to ensure students' safety um, and their well-being. Um, so there are, you know, proper steps in order to take, uh, and, to take um, their, um, and take their well-being into consideration. Yeah.
0: Does the school use a certain um, curriculum, or have you developed your own curriculum
1: to talk about this? Yeah, so we do do two trainings each year regarding suicide prevention. Um, One is for our school staff, so that way if a student comes to their teacher, they know how to handle it or respond appropriately. And then one is for the students. So for our school staff, we train them through a training called SPORT Two, which is a training that was put together by the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health and the Los Los Angeles County Office of Education. So that's a training that we do with all school staff um, each year. And then for students, we do, um, because of the bill that passed, Bill AB 1767, um, every student from grades uh, 1st through 12th has to have some sort of suicide prevention presentation presented to them. So in our district, the counselors present an age-appropriate and grade-specific suicide prevention presentation once a year as well. Um, This student presentation does not follow a specific curriculum, but it instead was created through a collaboration of all the district counselors to meet the specific needs of our students in our district. And then in addition to that, we also, some schools participate in Start With Hello Week, which is a curriculum that was put through um, Sandy Hook Promise. And it educates students to follow three easy steps for suicide and school violence prevention. So those steps are, the first step is you see someone alone. The second step is you reach out and help. And then the third step is start with hello. So this educates students to really look out for one another and reach out with kindness if they see someone that's struggling. And it also helps prevent school violence and in turn creating a more welcoming and accepting school environment.
0: Sounds like that curriculum goes really hand in hand with our PBIS positive behavior support. Uh, that we're implementing at all schools, so I, I like that. That we're we're looking out for kids that are kind of loners, and we're trying to help them socialize better. That's great. What happens if a student tells an adult on campus that he or she is thinking about suicide?
2: So um, definitely, like I, you know, really want to touch base on you know our priority is student safety. So you know, if a student expresses they you know, they're fitting suicidal, suicidal, um, we definitely want to know the location of the student you know, we, we kind of drop everything else that we're doing to ensure that, you know, we're getting, we get to the student, picking up the student, whether they're in class or whether, you know, in a restroom or, or the cafeteria, bring them up, bringing them back to our classroom, and then, you know, following just uh, protocol, you know, we, we want talk to talk to the student about, you know, this conversation. We definitely want to express confidentiality and what it means um, and whether we have to break it or not. Um, we also want to, you know, ask other people who've in contact with the student about possible, you know, comments that have been made. And then you know we would definitely want to assess the student, um, and then just depending on the assessment, you know whether it's a low, high, or uh, low, medium, or high, um, then you know we develop a safety plan with the student. Now, if we uh, we assess that it is a medium or high, uh, we definitely want to call PMRT, which is our um, psychiatric mobile response team um, that comes out and evaluates the kid, um, the student, and um, you know determines whether or not it's hospitalized. Now we feel that you know PMRT. Um, it's going to take too long for some reason, um, or there's a high volume of calls with PMRT. We uh, we want to ensure that you know we call MET, which is the the mental evaluation team, provided um, that provides crisis assessments through uh, the sheriff's office, and you know we want to develop a safety plan with the student and also you know inform the parent um, about the situation going in you know at at school. Um, and then like I've mentioned, you know once the student is assessed by you know these crisis teams, um, depending on on whether they you know, determined to hospitalize the kid or not, uh, upon ret- upon arrival back to school, I mean, once they arrive, once they come back to school, um, we will have to have like what is called a re-entry meeting with an um, administrator and counselor, where we're able to provide the, the student and the parent um, with the resources on where where and when to get help if the student is feeling suicidal or, you know, having any type of ideation as well.
0: So you mentioned the MET team. The, that was through the Sheriff's Department. If that team is called as the child in trouble... I'm sorry. If you have the MET team come out and it's through the sheriff's department, does that mean that the child's in trouble, like is going to jail or?
2: No, no, no. It just sometimes a you know, P- uh, PMRT um, just receives a higher volume of calls. And sometimes, you know, they say they'll be here in four to six hours. And sometimes, you know, the best way, the best route, you know, we have a second option and the best route. Sometimes it's calling MET uh, just because they'll give us a, a shorter uh, wait, wait time. So, you know, that's just a different, a different, a different option.
0: So uh, just a team to come help the child, not a team that gets the child in trouble.
2: No, just assesses the student and gets them the help and, that they need.
1: Great. Yeah, it can't be scary to see like police officers, but whenever students talk to us about this, we definitely reiterate to them, like we're so happy that you felt comfortable you know, sharing these feelings with us. And we're very supportive. We're reiterating, you know, we're here to help you and we're gonna get you the help that you need so that way you can manage these feelings and hopefully not feel like that anymore.
0: Great, yeah. I just wanted to reiterate that because sometimes when they talk about the sheriff's department coming, you think then you're in trouble and, and it's really just to support you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what are the signs that a child would exhibit if he or she was in trouble?
1: So there's different signs that can come up. So first of all, notice any changes in your child's moods. Um, people who are considering suicide most often display one or the one or more of the following moods. So depression anxiety, uh, loss of interest, so maybe they were involved in sports or certain activities and they're not interested in those anymore. Um, they might be irritable, uh, they might feel humiliated or shame if something happened in their life recently. Uh, they might seem more agitated or angry, or they actually might be the complete opposite. All of a sudden they are super happy and they're super relieved. And this is because sometimes people who choose to that they're going to go the suicide route, um, they're relieved because they see an end to uh, what has been going on. So if you see a drastic change, also look out for that as well. Also, your child's behaviors. So behaviors that might signal risk are declining decline grades or their attendance, um, use of alcohol or other drugs, looking for ways to end their lives, such as searching online, Um, withdrawing from certain activities, isolating from friends and family, they might be sleeping too much or sleeping too little, Uh, they might visit or call people to say goodbye, giving away prized possessions, you know, things that are really important to them. All of a sudden, they're giving those things away. They might act anxious or aggressive. Uh, They might engage in self-harm, such as burning themselves or cutting themselves. Um, They might change their appearance, or they're fixated on death or violence. And then lastly, what your child communicates or how they talk. So either they're making suicidal threats directly or indirectly. So they might say something like, I don't want to be here anymore, or I don't see anything happening for me in the future. Um, Or they might straight up say, like, I'm going to kill myself. Um, So definitely take all those threats. Even if you think that they're joking, take those things very seriously. Um, They might feel hopeless, like they have no reason to live. Um, A lot of times teenagers feel like they're a burden to others. Maybe they feel like they're a burden to their parents and that their parents would be so much better off if they weren't here anymore. Um, They might feel trapped, like they're in unbearable pain. And then any types of suicide notes or creating a plan. Um, So definitely look out for any of those signs. If this happened at home, what should a parent do? Yeah, absolutely. If this happened at home, um, it depends on the situation. If it's an immediate threat, absolutely call nine one one. If your child's in immediate danger, Um, if a student just says that they've been feeling this way and it doesn't seem like it's an immediate threat, which means that they're not about to take their life right then and there, um, you can always call the parents can actually always call PMRT as well um, to have a team come and evaluate. Um, And definitely communicate with the school so that we know what's going on and we can help support as well.
0: So where would a parent find PMRT?
1: So the PMRT number is 800-854-7771. And there's also a lot of other, um, there's a suicide prevention hotline that parents can call. That number is one 800 273 8255. And that's 24-7. And then another number that we really like to give to students is the crisis text line. And that's actually a really cool number because they can just text back and forth with a trained counselor. And it doesn't necessarily have to be if they're feeling suicidal. That could be if they're struggling with something with their friends or they just feel like they need someone else to talk to. Um, there's trained counselors that can text back and forth with them for free. And that's twenty and that number is seven four one
0: seven four one. Great, and I know on the back of kids' IDs that we have that those numbers uh, already printed on there for them, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Great. Um, so, what would you attribute the rise in suicide to from two thousand seven to two thousand seventeen? There's a, a huge rise. What would you What do you think? What do you um,
1: hypothesize that that rise is attributed to? Um, I personally think it's the social media. Cell phones have developed greatly from 2007 to 2017. Um, And studies have shown that people are more likely to compare themselves and actually going on social media um, increases levels of depression and anxiety because everyone is showing their best life on social media. Um, When really, you know, that's not how it is in real life. You know, everyone's life isn't perfect as they put out on social media. So a lot of times kids will feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not, I don't have as many followers as other people. You know, they are constantly comparing themselves to others. And I think also, you know, the school issues are now following them home. Whereas, you know, if they were being bullied before in the past, that was at school and home was separate. And now based on media and constant contact, they're, you know, that stuff follows them home on social media so that's my hypothesis. What do you yeah.
2: think, George? Yeah, I I agree. You know, but definitely social media definitely has you know increased you know in terms of like you know new technology being developed as well as like cyber cyber bullying being you know a huge factor. I also believe you know just awareness you know of mental health. Um, you know, some families don't recognize or don't accept like, you know students go through mental health concerns, and I think just by normalizing it having I mean, school counselors and having students you know open to these counselors definitely um, spark up, but, you know, um, some type of interest, you know, that, you know, it's okay to feel, um, it's okay to feel sad it's, to talk to, you know, talk to someone about my feelings, and I think just normalizing that um, allows many students to, to be open with teachers, to be open with educators, you know, principals, a counselor, um, so I think it's, it's just more of a feeling comfortable whether or not your family accepts it.
0: Great. I, I would agree with both of you that I think social media has driven those those suicide rates up and I think parents need to be very cognizant of what their children are doing online, have their passwords, look at their accounts, um, really monitor that and monitor your child's cell phone because it, it's a easy way for somebody to be bullying them and then them to feel very depressed about it. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's a timely topic. Have you noticed any increased um depression? From kids being online during this pandemic,
1: um, we've had a couple instances this school year, but it's really hard. I think that, um, you know, kids, suicide. Talking about suicide is done best in person. Which even if a student does tell us that they're feeling that way um, via online, we still have to someone. We still have to call PMRT or call someone to do a water check because we really can't tell over online communication. Um, if someone is safe or not. So I think, you know, it's really hard to have that conversation when no one, you can't see the person face to face. So I definitely think mental health is a huge factor right now. And definitely, you know, these kids are isolated, they're at home, um, they're not able to go see their friends as much. So definitely watch out for these signs and symptoms in your child and reach out if you need support from the counselors at your school.
2: Yeah, we we definitely have, you know, a great variety of, you know, different counselors on each side. Each, each side at least has one counselor. Uh, parents are more than welcome to reach out, um, ask for resources, you know, they're um, there to support our parents, which is the big part in there for our students as well.
0: Great, very good. Thank you. I know lots of counselors are doing during this time like lunch bunches or clubs. Do you guys do anything like that?
2: Yeah, we have. We have lunch bunch every day, um, you know, we break it down by grade level. Uh, you know, and it's just it, it's 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 a it's a it's a time where students can you know just get online um, talk to their counselors and just socialize with each other. Like Melissa said, they're missing that you know socialization and and going out with their friends and playing kickball or basketball. So it's definitely uh, um, a good a good idea for students to you know interact with each other.
0: Great, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Very timely topic. Something that we need to think about and talk about with kids and um, not. Not ignore, because I know it's a hard topic for people to talk about. The next topic will be thankfulness. We're going to get some kids to read some paragraphs about why they're thankful for their families and other things in life. You can find this podcast on Sprecher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, just about any place else. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank
1: you.